Hello everyone, this is Leslie Scholl with Let's All Flourish and welcome to episode 16. Can't believe it. This is our last episode with guests of season one. I just can't believe we've made it this far. We have learned so much this season. We've got our feet underneath us solidly now and... I'm super excited to have the guests in studio that we have with us today, but we're, and we will talk more about season two at the end of the show. Today, we are going to get quickly into it. We are picking up where we left off last week with Cassie Faith and reimagining organized youth sports. In studio with me today, I have three brothers. Love these guys. I have Owen, who is 15 years old. He is a freshman at Chico High School. He's been involved in many activities such as band, cross country, volleyball, soccer, swimming, and kung fu. And a little side note about Owen, if you remember a couple weeks back when we were talking with Brian Faith, a teacher in Paradise, about the trauma that teachers are, secondary trauma that teachers are going through. And Brian was telling us the story about racing out of Paradise with flames shooting up behind them. And he had Owen in the car. Yep, this is that Owen. Next, we have middle brother Eric. Eric is 18 and he is majoring in engineering at Butte College. Eric recently graduated. Well, of course he graduated because he's going to Butte College. He spent seven years doing gymnastics as crazy gymnastics. He was very successful. He doesn't have this in his bio, but you have to listen to the rest of the show to hear how successful he was. He was first in the state and four years swimming in high school. Since high school, swimming ended and he started running regularly. And we have oldest brother, Spencer. Spencer is currently 21 and Spencer attends Butte Community College. He's going to be transferring next semester to Channel Islands. Spencer used to play soccer, basketball, fence, and also swimming. He started coaching high school swimming after he graduated. In his free time, listen to this, I don't know when Spencer has free time, but in his free time, he enjoys playing his drums, Mario Kart with his roommates, and then also riding his bike around town, reading and climbing. We would like to thank Let's All Flourish for sponsoring our podcast today. Let's All Flourish is a health and wellness company impacting wellness for families around the world. Thank you so much to our global community and our community here in the United States as well. Let's All Flourish provides workshops and lectures on lifestyle, exercise, attitude, and nutrition to corporate and private clients. There is no better time than right now to host a workshop on the food and health connection, social and emotional learning, emotional intelligence, or if you want to do some vision casting for your students or employees, contact us today. Let's all focus on our health and well-being and flourish. For more information, contact letsallflourish at gmail.com. So I want to welcome Owen right now in studio. I have Owen and Eric and Spencer will be joining us in just a little bit. And I want to thank you for stopping in. We are picking up our conversation that we had with their mom, swim coach Cassie Faith. So to get us rolling, 
I just want to ask both of you. So you had a first, you have a swim coach as a mom. And I know your mom as like swimmer in high school. She was crazy, like just really good. She's a recreational therapist as teacher at Cal State Chico. And your dad is avid cyclist. So there was no room for you guys to escape sports and being physical in your lives. What was one of the best things about that, about growing up with sports in your lives? And Owen, if you want to kick us off or Eric, whoever might be first. And I know you guys can't see each other. So, yeah, I'm going to shoot to you. Owen, what was what was one of the best things about growing up with sports in your life? I really liked the um, the way it taught me how to like work with other kids, and because I I was pretty shy when I was a kid, I still kind of am. Being forced to be around other kids and you know learn how to be be cooperative with them, and it also taught me the importance of winning, like the the competitive spirit, but also how to lose and Uh. how to not take it too hard. Ah. And did that come organically? Like, were there some hard times out there for you? Yeah, there, there definitely were some hard times. But it, I got a lot of help from people I met and my parents and my coaches. Yeah. Any, any coaches stick out in your mind that really made an impact? Well, um, yeah, actually, so I've been doing Kung Fu for a while. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know exactly how long, but um, my teacher, he been one of the ones who's really helped me like grow as a person because he 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 likes to teach us all not just how to defend ourselves but how to carry ourselves so that we don't get attacked in the first place and how to calm down so that we don't go ballistic or whatever and how to um, avoid situations how to calm down I just read a I sat in on a webinar and hi Spencer Spencer just joined us. We're so happy that you could join this conversation. I just went through a webinar and it was all about how quickly we can calm down. Almost training that we all could use right now for those of us that haven't had martial arts training. I wish we had a longer show and maybe you could take us through what you've learned. Eric, what about you? What's the best part for you? I think the main thing that sports has done for me is that it's given me a place to kind of be by myself like I'm always been an an introvert I've always been an introvert and it's like there's so much going on in my life sometimes and it's like sports are just somewhere I can go to be alone kind of and not worry about anything it's kind of an escape okay so I mean it's nice to have like if I get stressed out about school I can know that there's going to be okay I'm going to have swim practice in a couple hours where I can not think about it and work out some of my frustration or things like that. Right. Attention reliever. Yeah. Do you think that that was something that you, that you figured out growing up as a kid or was that something that your parents or teachers or coaches like had to mention to you like, Hey, just you're going to go be physical or go outside and play and it's going to make you feel better. I think it's kind of both. My parents have always been very like adamant about um having some kind of physical activity but through that I realized like wow this is like a real kind of relief like a place that I can go to forget about things in a way and forget about like stress so it's kind of a combination of the two okay 
And I have your bios in front of me. Eric, remind you just graduated. So you're 18, 17. Yeah, you're 18. Do you remember how old you were when you kind of had that epiphany of like, oh, I need to go do this? It was probably when I was doing gymnastics. I think it was like, it started pretty early on when I was like, so glad that I had something to go do. Mm -hmm. Like when I was a level four, probably. So like, I don't even remember how old I was, like 10, I think. Wow. That's young. Okay. Yeah. I think like it, it wasn't like as clear as I realize it now, but it was a subconscious like, okay, I have this other thing that's, you know, part of me, but isn't necessarily, I don't know, not, it's not defining or it is defining of who I am, but it's something I can go do that I don't have to do like school, for example, like school, I know I need to do that, but like sports are a choice. You're not obligated. Yeah. It's not forced on me. Right. Yeah. No, I see that. I totally get it. And so Owen, if I, thank you. If I could swing back to you and just kind of ask you that same question, Spencer, I'm coming for you, by the way. If I could swing back to you, because you had said with Kung Fu, like the ability to calm down, do you remember how old you were, like when you were having that feeling of like, oh, this is really good for me to be able to to have that peaceful feeling that it would allow you to do that? Because you're 15 now, right? Yeah. 15. Okay. I don't really remember an exact age, but okay. I do remember at the time when I started to get in like the higher levels of Kung Fu and learning how to do more, more hurtful things, <laughs> I started to realize my teacher was kind of enforcing this. Um, I started to realize I could actually like really hurt someone. And okay. I started to realize I need to get control of myself so that I don't hurt myself or someone else. I got you. So it came, it's not necessarily like inner peace for you. It was, it was a physical thing. It came along with the training of Kung Fu of needing to find peace in that. If I'm understanding you correctly, I see. Swing over to Spencer. Hello. So my question to your brothers right now was, you know, that first question that I had on the, in your text, like knowing that your, your mom is swim coach, dad's avid cyclist. I know you guys have had sports in your life all the time you're growing up. What was the best part of that growing up for you? Like having sports as a part of your life? It felt kind of like Eric said, it felt like a choice. Like a, I was being proactive about the stuff I wanted to do, but it okay. was also... It was also an escape, like Eric said, and it was also a way for me and my friends to just play around and have fun. Okay. Um, two, two of my best friends from elementary school when I was really young, we all played soccer together. So we were either on the same team or playing against each other, but either way, it was just a way for us to interact with each other in a fun way. Okay. And I'm so curious because I see... It looks like Owen has like the gamer headset. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How big of a part of your lives was gaming? <laughs> that was a good a good amount. Okay. Uh, I got my first video game when I was 
eight or so, I think I bought a Game Boy. Okay. I think I guess I had PC games before that, just like Freddy the Fish and Putt. There was a game called Putt Putt where you're an engine that went to different planets, and that was like a lot of problem solving games. Yeah, and I feel like looking back on that, that really helped steer me towards which kinds of games I like to play. Where like I I enjoy really thought provoking games where you have to actually sit and think, not just like shooting everybody that moves okay um, although those are fun sometimes i am more of a puzzle person okay um, but i remember the three of us growing up together we would always be playing xbox once we got into xbox we would always be playing with each other okay that was really fun and so do the and i realize these are like new questions but do the the whole that concept of esports in e-gaming like that does it have any draw whatsoever yeah a lot actually yeah. um from my age group all of my roommates right now they're actually out playing super smash bros on the nintendo switch and okay. before corona happened there was a couple of leagues in chico i think that they were starting about talking some esports leagues and my roommates were actually very interested in that in that um i would be interested in even if it's just like some kids games that we everybody from our generation used to play when we were younger. Okay. I think that would be very appealing. Okay. What about you guys? What Owen and Eric? Interesting? No. I don't know so much about like competitive esports, but definitely just gaming as a whole is a big draw to me because especially now I use it as a way to connect to my friends because we can't really go out and, and do what we used to do. Yeah. And so we spend a lot of time playing games together and helps us, you know, stay connected. That's what I was kind of wondering about was because the sport you've mentioned that sports are such a way to connect with people. And I know we're kind of missing that right now. Yeah, a lot. Let's talk about organized sports and the parts that it's played in your life in general. So the part that organized sports has played in your life and maybe a coach that goes along with that organized sport and how they have impacted you. Well, for me, I think the biggest part that has played in my life is kind of like what I said before, is that it kind of showed me that like, the work that I put in is a choice. During school, like earlier on, it was always, you know, my parents telling me to go do your homework or things like that. But when I was doing gymnastics, something that I just realized like a couple months ago, not I, I wasn't doing gymnastics a couple months ago, but I realized it was that, um, you know, the work that I put in is my choice. The rewards that I get are more rewarding because I realized that it's, you know, my choice to put in that work. So it's, my reward in a way okay. and I think I had a gymnastics coach his name was Michael and he kind of solidified that and it was like it wasn't like the other coaches that I've had where it's like getting not getting mad at me in a way but being strict about you know telling me what to do and how to do it but it was like the way that he presented practices to me was it was more laid back and he gave me the opportunity to choose how much I wanted to do and what kind of work I wanted to do. And that in a way made me want to do more work. The less stress that I had, the more I realized like it's not that big of a deal, but I can become, you know, really good at this if I want to, which I think 
it was just really helped me to realize, you know, work ethic is important if you want to get results. So Eric, that's counterintuitive to what we see nowadays. It's interesting to hear you say that, right? Because we feel like, I feel like what I hear from a lot of coaches and players is like, oh, it's got to go, 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 go. And you're kind of saying the opposite is what worked for you. And can you tell us the success that you had? Well, with that coach, actually, that was the best season I had. Your brother's smiling. I got smiling. first place in the state on high bar. And then I got sixth place in the regionals. And I don't know, it, it was interesting that also it was like the year that everything kind of clicked for me. And that coach, Michael, he really helped me with that. It just made me enjoy the sport a lot more. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, have you since directed that work ethic in a different direction. What made you decide to, oh, (laughs) and this is where we go, oh, and start messing with our hair. Okay, that might be a different podcast. Okay, when did you decide to not do gymnastics anymore and what drove that decision? It was during middle school, I think seventh grade, I decided to stop. One was because it took so much time. It was so the gym that I had or that I was going to, it was like 30 minute drive from where I was going to school. Mm. And so practices were three and a half hours long for three days a week. And it was just, it took so much time. So we had to go 30 minute drive there after school and then three and a half hour practice and the 30 minute drive home and three days a week. It was just, it was a lot. And also my back was hurting a lot. I forget exactly what was going on, but it was some chiropractic reason. I just, I needed a break and that break ended up me stopping. Do you miss it? I I actually really do. Yeah. Because there's a gym in Chico, but they have like gotten rid of their boys team for whatever reason. And they haven't done open gyms or anything like that, which is kind of sad because I I just want to go and like mess around kind of and I don't know. It's gymnastics. It's just really fun to do. And I do miss doing it, but I don't really have any opportunity to do it anymore. Interesting. Okay. That's that reimagining that will, okay. I want to get there. Okay. Mr. Owen, before you have to run away over to you, tell me about your experience with organized sports and a coach, whether it be magical or maybe didn't suit you very well an experience that you've had? I think the coach that's made the most impact on me would probably be my Kung Fu teacher, Vince. He just, more than anything, the way he kind of talked to us and coached us was more of like, he just made it us, he made him like himself really approachable so that uh, we could just come up and talk to him about whatever, whether whether it be serious or you want to just like tell him a joke or talk to him about anything that's happening in our lives, he made that possible. And I, I really appreciated that because it made me feel a lot more comfortable just with everyone because he helped me change it, my outlook. Right. And are you still doing Kung Fu or this was a period of your life? I'm still doing it. Well, like as much as we can, you know, during this whole thing. Ah, oh, that's right. I see. So, sometimes I forget. I maybe said I want to forget. (laughs) Six months in, we want to forget. That's right. Yeah. 
So it's an approach. It's so, isn't this interesting? Like for Eric with his coach, it was like not putting stress on him, different things like that. You're, it's an approachable coach. It's just like what your mom was saying with Project Play and the Aspen Institute. It's not necessarily, it's the knowledge of the sport, but it's different aspects of human touch, like being a person that is making the impact. So yeah. interesting. Yeah. Spencer, over to you. Tell me about your organized sports life and coaches that have had an impact on you. Well, the first coach that comes to mind when you say impact is uh, a soccer coach that I had. I don't remember his name, but he was about 25 when he started coaching us. Okay. And the impact is not good because That's he okay. would throw soccer balls at us to make us run faster. Eek. So from a young age, probably like nine or 10, I knew, okay, that's what I don't want in a coach. <laughs> um, and looking back on it, like at the time, I thought that was how every coach was. Once you got to the bigger leagues, I was like, oh, okay, we're big kids now. So I'm just going to dodge the soccer balls. And then I realized like, no, he was being abusive. <laughs> and so... That was, that's just kind of a fun story to tell. That's kind of fun. Was it, it like in a me, Will Ferrell, like I've had too much coffee kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just like yelling at us and we were all just like, what the heck happened? Like we've been running. What's, what's going on? He wanted more from us. I don't, I don't know. But like, I did take that experience going into coaching, becoming a coach later myself. And okay. like, yeah, I don't want to act like that at all. So that was a good experience. Like, in the end, it was a good experience. Um, as far as positive impacts, though, my the first one that I can think of is uh, a swim coach that we had for card sharks here in Chico, which is just a sum summertime recreational swim team. Um, his name was Coach Charlie, and then his mom was Coach Christine, and they just got me really excited about the sport. And they made me realize that I didn't have to be Michael Phelps. I just had to want to swim. I had to, I had to have the need or I had to have the want to do the sport, and that's when it that's when it clicked for me. It's just like, oh yeah, I do want to do this. Like it's okay if I'm not the fastest, but this is fun. Can you think of anything that they did in particular that made you that drew that out in you? I know that that's probably a tough question to think back on now, but can you enlighten us at all? Actually, there is a, a particular moment where. I remember Coach Charlie got in and swam the workout with us. Uh, and we were like, why do you want to swim the workout with us? And he was just, he just said, because I like to. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, this isn't work. This is so much fun. And the, I think the fact that he jumped in with us and he was wearing a swimsuit too, and he was kind of leading the charge, it broke down a little bit of the barrier between coach and swimmer or coach and athlete. And it made us more comfortable being coached by him. Yeah. I could see that. I can't tell you how many times I've been in the pool. I don't like to swim. And, um, and I've been watching the people swimming, you know, and the swim coaches are, and maybe it's freezing cold outside and the swim coaches are all standing on the swim deck. No offense to swim coaches, by the way, but they're standing on the swim deck all wrapped in their warm cozies. And the, yeah. <laughs> and the swimmers are just like, go, go, go. Chase is, yeah. Chase is laughing because he's a pest swimmer too. He's like, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's um, I could. That's awesome. That's an awesome story. And so you went on to then be a coach. Was that what drove you to want to go be a coach? Can we talk about that? Yeah, a little bit was actually Coach Charlie. That five seconds clip of him diving into the pool with us is has really stuck with me very vividly. Okay. And like the amount of joy I felt, just like, oh, our coach is going to swim with us. Um, and I have always liked working with younger people and teaching them how to do things because as an athlete growing up, I always enjoyed when a coach told me something and then I understood it. And so I wanted to be that kind of just go into the next turn of the cycle. So I used to learn. So now I'm teaching what I've learned. I also took a gap year after my senior year in high school, working at an outdoor school called Shady Creek. And that really cemented in me the fact that I wanted to be a teacher and just help people to learn things. And coaching is kind of a way to combine that passion for teaching with my passion for swimming. So, Thank and that you. makes me want to swing over to Owen because that that method of the coach doing, and I know in Kung Fu, we don't call it a coach. Uh, we call them master events, but oh. like... I mean, okay. there's a couple names for him. Okay, so Master Vince, but is it? It's that same kind. Of, I mean, he's out there doing it with you, correct? Is that? Yeah. Does it have that same sort of effect as what Spencer was just describing with swimming? Do you feel? Um, do you feel like that collective, like we're all in this together, or is it totally different? Because then it's more like you know, it's the master and the grasshopper. It's always just kind of been a part of. The way we've done it is he just, he kind of, he does it with us, you know, to the best of his abilities. He's not, he's not a young man anymore. Okay. But, um, but yeah, he does, he does, uh, do some of the workouts with us and he shows us the techniques and things to, to like give us a better idea of what we're supposed to do. And he just, he, he kind of just kind of walks around and, and he's just, he's present in the, the teaching and in the moment. He's and present. I, he's with it's, you. It's really nice because it just helps me know he's there if I need him. Yeah. He's present with you. So here's what I'm hearing from you guys. Some great nuggets I'm hearing from the coaches in the organized sports, not putting stress on kids and making it a choice for kids to even show up and be participating in the sports that they're participating in, being approachable, being present making it fun for kids to even be there, you know, participate, like jumping in the pool and, and doing the sport, making it exciting for kids to even be there. My kids have gone through sports as well. They're the same age as you guys. And I know that there's a lot of times that practices have maybe have seemed like a grind because it's just, and sometimes the kids don't even want to show up. Yeah. So these are all amazing things. If we're talking about reimagining you sports while we've got this downtime what would your idea of like utopian organized sports be like if you could say like I think we should do this with youth sports going forward like just wiping the slate clean what would that what would that look like with kung fu or with gymnastics or with swimming or fencing or pick something like what do you to keep kids all kids on every every geographic region, 
every gender, every ethnicity, every, if every kid could play, what would that look like? No pressure, by the way. Well, that's, um, I feel like there's so many different things you could talk about, but like the first one that comes to mind, at least for gymnastics is money. Gymnastics is a really expensive sport, but I, I think, well, it's not necessarily easy to get into. Like it's not easy to become a gymnast. I think, I feel like there would be so many more people doing it if it didn't cost so much money. And also another thing is skill level. If there's like a certain level of exclusion of yeah. people who maybe aren't as good as others. And I feel like there should be ways that people who don't necessarily want to compete can still participate in gymnastics. Just um, for fun. Like you were saying that to go yeah. mess around. Yeah. What does make it so expensive, Eric? What's the, what are the costs involved? Is it the gym time? Like you're renting the gym or what is the cost? Uh, that's a good question. I think most of it is traveling, like going to meets and stuff. That's really expensive. Uh. Um, also there's, there's not a lot of equipment, but the equipment that is necessary is pretty expensive. And also, um, at least the gym that I was at, it was, I think they, like the coaches that coach, it's their career. So we have to pay their salary pretty much. Gotcha. Um, at least I think if I did, I'm just guessing right sure. now, but that's what makes most sense to me. Okay. So we'll just, if you'll just get on that for us and lower the cost of gymnastics and change all the skill levels and open up gyms for everyone. That would be awesome. Okay, great. We'll be back with you in a little bit and that would be great. Okay. Who's next? <laughs> uh, I'll go. Okay. Um, I think a big part of, for me about like, just like going to practice, like for swimming and pretty much all the other sports that I've done, a lot of the big struggle for me was initially just, I didn't really want to go to practice yeah. and I didn't, I just didn't feel, I just didn't feel like going to practice was going to be a fun thing. But after the practice, I, I was always, I would always feel good. I would have a smile on my face or I would, I would look back and, and, you know, like, Oh, that was actually really fun. And so I think a big part of keeping people in sports like kids in sports is making it fun for them and if if it's all competitive and no fun then people aren't going to be interested in it and so i think that would be something that i would like in my utopian sports uh would be just keeping the fun in it and just kind of enforcing the imagination teaching kids go out and have fun you don't have to play a game that exists just make up your own game. That was a big part of uh, me and my friends growing up. We would just make something up. We would just start doing something. Ima the, the imaginary. I love that. So not it, everything doesn't have to be competitive, which we've kind of lost with as everything has become so competitive, the rec leagues have gone away, which is unfortunate. And not always needing to have something organized and competitive to play. It's okay to just go do something. Okay. So if you could just, that's your to do. Everybody's getting a little to do list out of this. Okay. Spencer. I think to start, I would start from a young age and teach 
all the kids how to swim. Uh, the first job I got was that was as a swim instructor, and we worked with two month olds, oh. and you know, like from two months to fourteen years, anywhere in that range. And I think that that just the progress I saw in the kids that I did have uh, supported some studies that I had heard about that developed that swimming helps the cognitive development of toddlers um, and builds trust between the parent and the child when the parent teaches the kid how to swim. Um, and I observed a lot of that. And I think that would be really healthy for a bunch of families in America. And then I would also want everybody to learn some sort of martial art discipline because not only does it help you become more kinesthetically aware, but the discipline part of it is really important. And I didn't do Kung Fu as long as Owen has been doing it, but that's one of the things I, one of the important things I learned from it was just discipline and how to discipline my mind, mostly not just like my body, but my mind is really important. And then I also agree with Eric and Owen, uh, making, keeping it fun, but also affordable is really important. But that, the affordable part's hard, especially for gymnastics, because unless you have like a billionaire friend who wants to just open up a free gym, it's hard to do that for like a community center. Yeah, that affordability, the travel costs and the, but I just have to believe that there are places and things that can be done there. I live, yeah. I live in hope of that kind of things that building trust with that's an interesting I haven't heard that there's so much more to all these concepts of sports that so many of us don't know and what you just said about martial arts I've heard of that and so many of us kind of know it and then you think well why don't we teach that in school but then that's one more yeah. thing that's one more thing that we're throwing on the teachers like okay in addition to the 800 things that you also have to do and provide yeah. them meals now let's just throw in a little master vince to you know do that i mean it's just yeah it's really there's a lot of things but that's that's a wonderful utopia that you just built for us or after you're done with Channel Islands. And then I'm going to build. That's my to-do list, right? Yes, exactly. When you're done with Channel Islands, I understand that you're transferring there. When you're done with Channel Islands, Spencer, that's your, that's okay. your to-do. Okay, guys, you have been awesome. I so appreciate your insightful and thoughtful input. And it is awesome to see all three of your faces. I hope that maybe someday I will get to see them in person. Someday, yeah. Yeah, Someday, yeah, I know, I know. This is all over. Yeah, and it will be over soon. It's not going to last forever, but you have been <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for stopping by and um, enjoy your long weekends and I hope to see you soon. Thanks. All right, Thank take you. care. Bye-bye. So here's what I'm thinking about organized sports. First, let's be clear. I am a proponent for sure, and I always have been, and I always will be. My husband has coached our kids in soccer. I love my son's cross-country coaches. Based on what I'm learning from Project Play and what we learned last week from Cassie and what these three gentlemen have just shared with us and what this show, what Let's All Flourish, has shown us over the last 16 weeks is that our young people know what is up. We just need to ask them. They will tell us. And what did these kids just say? They said 
be approachable. And this is for our coaches, by the way. And it, or it could be PE coaches, it could be parents, it could be educators, it could be whoever is leading organized sports. Be approachable, make it affordable, make it fun, let everyone play. Coaches, play with us. Come out, play with us. Don't stress us out. Make it my choice. They just reimagined youth sports for us. And it doesn't sound that difficult, really. Honestly, it sounds like the 80s. Remember to check out letsallflourish.com. Message me, Leslie Scholl, on Instagram or Facebook Messenger or email me at letsallflourish at gmail.com. This wraps up our season with guests. I cannot believe it. Chase, we did it. I couldn't have done it without Upstarter Pods and Chase Mitchell producing the show, editing, coaching, and helping me along. It's just been fantastic. He's amazing to work with. Next week, we will have one more show to close out the season and toss around some ideas for season two. So here's what we need from you, our laughers around the globe. Let us hear from you. What do you want to hear in season two? Are you interested in social and emotional learning topics for kids and in the classroom? There's a lot going on. And what do I mean by social and emotional learning? That would be, how do we calm ourselves down? How can we help regulate ourselves? How can we manage our time? How can we schedule our time? Thinking of little kids. Contact me if you would like some more information on that. Or are you interested in women health topics? I don't want to give it all away. I don't want to lead you, but just let me know. Message me on Instagram or email me at letsallflourish at gmail.com. Until next time. <laughs>